Peace and blessings, love and light. This is Kim Martin Raymond, host of the How Now podcast, and welcome to another edition of our show. I am a minister, life coach, spiritual life coach, actually, uh, author and founder of Redefining You LLC, where I help my clients to realign themselves, mind, body, and spirit. I am so glad to be here this evening with my special guest as we talk about a topic that is sometimes taboo in certain, uh, you know, in certain aspects or in certain, uh, you know, societies and um, in others is a little bit more embraced. And that is the topic of mental health. And so this evening's show is entitled An Approach to Mental Health, Anxiety, Depression, and Mindfulness. And um, we're going to dive right in because this is such a timely topic, especially, you know, during this time of pandemic. We have ex exceeded a year's time and we've had people experience a lot of anxiety that has been connected with fear. And we've had a lot of people who have had some depression as a result of some of the turns of events that they've experienced during this pandemic. And then we've had some people who have had some enlightenment, some mindfulness. They've had some things that have, have um, educated them and put them in a different frame of mind. So we're going to hop right in. So as is customary here on the How Now podcast, we're going to ask our guest to introduce herself as she wants to be received to the work. Okay. Can you hear me well? I can hear you just fine. <laughs> All right. My name is Dr. Dorothy Smith. I'm a licensed clinical social worker and the CEO of Heal Thyself LS. Yes. And I'm located in Jackson, Mississippi, and I've been a therapist since 2013. So um, that's what, like seven or eight years, maybe now, um, from Mississippi, born and raised, and definitely love what I do. I love to um, assist um, with people's healing journey and also just serve as a mental health advocate for mental health to yeah. continue spreading awareness about mental health in Mississippi because believe it or not there are still areas in the great state of Mississippi that do not have the correct access to mental health treatment and mm -hmm. our motto at Heal Thyself is to continue just to reach out using virtual telehealth therapy, especially now uh, with the pandemic that hit us all of a sudden so abruptly and um, really stopped elderly populations and children from having that access to mental health therapy. So uh, we're, we're definitely uh, going hard down here with me and my team. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Like I said, I am so thrilled to have you here and, uh, you know, to talk about this timely topic, like you said, uh, you know, it, it's, it's taboo in certain areas and, and in certain circles. And, and it's just something that, that, you know, this platform we want to create so that people are, are have that level of awareness and that they are, are, you know, informed of, you know, mm -hmm. the fact that mental health is not something that is, is, you know, to be ashamed of and, and mental health encompasses a lot of things. So, so we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that as we go along. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's start at the beginning first. How were things going, uh, in, you know, in your practice or what were some of the things that you were seeing prior to the pandemic? Well, currently, I, I, I think I think that was a two sec segment question. So I answered the first part on um, how things going now. Um, God is definitely blessing uh, me in that in the area of getting those referrals and mm -hmm. also being able to assist my clients better, you know, um, so 
uh, business is going well. Um, since the pandemic, I've def definitely noticed a surge in more men, um, African-American males, um, seeking out treatment for therapy as well, you know, and so that definitely is a difference because most time males don't really um, identify or express their feelings, their thoughts and feelings. They're more, they more so just kind of keep it inside. But um, men definitely have been reaching out more. So I've seen a surge in men. And as far as the differences um, with uh, pre-pandemic versus uh, uh, what the state of the uh, world now, it's just more so just finding alter alternative methods to deliver the service because as a social work social worker is all about so service and delivery. Right. So making sure that not we're not going to say that we offer this, but we're going to be innovative in the methods that we uh, provide care. So now you know it's it's going to people's homes and maybe standing outside. It's it's going to an old lady's home who lives in, in the Delta and giving her an iPad. And then I go sit in the car and I show her how she can get on the Zoom. And it's doing different, different things to make sure that the clients, especially the elderly and especially the children, still are maintaining that access to mental health care because it's so important. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm sure that that's a challenge, especially in some areas, like you're saying that that uh, you know may have some disadvantaged people who may not have access to to uh, technology, and so mm -hmm. I'm sure that's a big thing. And I mean, you know, we we've seen things twofold, like you said, um, you know, technology and trying to determine, you know, how people are going to get those services or get access to those services, and then you know also looking at at the uh, you know the clientele, like you said, the changes in in the the people who are looking to be served. You know, mm -hmm. and that that whole aspect of telemedicine, and and we're seeing that with um our you know our primary physicians as well being able to get the care yep. that's required. So I think that that's mm -hmm. an amazing change, and being able to to you know get on that learning curve because I'm sure just like it was with all of us getting on Zoom, and you know, I thought you know please, I thought I was like I know I got the whole technology thing down. Me. <laughs> It, it was a learning curve for me, you know, uh, being being so familiar with that face to face component and just right. getting up every day, going to your office and then the clients are there versus having to make sure you capture that email, having to make sure that you send those links out. Different things that you have to do on the day to day that I even had to just get in the groove, you know, mm -hmm. with doing so. So, yeah. yeah. And I'm sure also, you know, I think when you talk about mental health, I mean, and, and, and having that face to face. You're getting so much of, of you know the 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 physical cues, and you're seeing you know a little bit more. And then also the aspect, I'm sure, was it a challenge, you know, getting people to show up, because sometimes that's a part of it too, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Getting people to show up, getting people to show up. So the name of my company is Heal Thyself, Heal Thyself LLC. So you have to show up for yourself. Um, and, 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 you know, I'm a secular for, you know, not becoming an enabler, you know, not, you know, chasing people down, you know, because like I always say, when we're going on forms, it's 50% me believing in you and it's 50% you showing up for yourself and, and, yeah. and we'll be able to get some work done. So, uh, but what I will say is that there are lesser no shows with the telehealth and research also suggests that telemedicine is or telebehavioral health is just as effective as 
in-person sessions. So um, I sometimes think, it's I a think matter of just- getting there and getting there on time. If you just got to roll over and press a button, sometimes that hits a little bit. That's easier. it. So that's good. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. You know, like, and we're able to get more people in on your schedule because it's like if I schedule you for one, we over at two. Then I could do a two o five and a, a three o five and so on and so on. So mm-hmm. it definitely uh, cuts out that time with them looking for your office and parking and things like that because you on the call. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So let's let's talk about this whole approach to mental health and the anxiety and depression and mindfulness. And we can take those in sections. I'm going to leave the floor to you to, to you know, talk to us about those different components. All right, so we can, we can start with depression. You know, uh, some symptoms of depression, just uh, what you may find yourself experiencing if you're someone who deals with depression. It's not just feeling sad, you mm-hmm. know. It's- so for feeling sad and flat for two weeks. So if you notice that you're feeling sad, down, depressed, isolating yourself, withdrawing yourself from family and friends, not eating, not sleeping, or sleeping too much, or eating too much, uh, the behavior shift where you just don't have the motivation, the internal motivation to get out of bed and put your pants on uh, to get your day started that that those are signs and symptoms of depression. And not only that, we can't rule out a suicidal uh, uh, component that mm-hmm. sometimes individuals who experience uh, depression gets to the point to where it's just dreadful. Um, I don't think I should be alive anymore and I wanna harm myself, wow. right? So with the pandemic happening, and taking into account that individuals' day-to-day operations just stopped. So you had some people who went to the gym and that's what they did to keep them going. Me, one of them. And then you had those people who like to travel. And then you had those people who went to church, right? And then you had those people who ran marathons and congregated with like other like-minded individuals right. to do whatever social activity that they enjoyed. And even as far as the students going to school every day, waking up and socializing with their peers, I definitely uh, noticed the surge in individuals experiencing what's called adjustment disorder with depressive features. Mm. And what adjustment disorder is, is basically you, you experienced a major change in your day-to-day and it impacted you. Um, and, the, and, the, and the pandemic, the pandemic was a major shift in our day-to-day, how we looked at the world, how we woke up in the morning and what, not knowing what to expect um, with your day. So depression definitely was a, was a huge thing. And, and I'm going to say this and we can move on to anxiety for sure. What I will say is I noticed a lot of individuals with pre-existing depression, right? Mm-hmm. Chronic depression, already diagnosed with depression and, um, substance use disorder because I do serve as a lot of substance use uh opioid addicts or mm-hmm. ex addicts right. um recovering addicts I mean excuse me um and noticing how the pandemic affected them with depression and it was rough 2020 was a rough year because we had a pre-existing epidemic and then we had a pandemic going on with an epidemic of mental health already going on. So it definitely was 
was an upsurge in individuals becoming suicidal with individuals just not knowing what to do and being so afraid um but just like you're saying i mean that that even with when you you talk about those underlying uh you know depressive uh tendencies that people didn't really realize that you know didn't didn't manifest themselves or or Mm -hmm. you know didn't become you know, magnified until this pandemic took place. And so just like you said, it is important. I think that it, it, it's, it's taken, you know, a lot of us, the pandemic has made us take a hard look at ourselves and saying, okay, I'm not feeling a sense of wellness. So I'm not feeling like myself or, you know, I, you know, just like you're talking about, there are some things that were just happening that were continuing. So, you know, I think that is, like you said, in this now to, to really check in with yourself and see, you know, if the things that you're doing, just like you said, you're used to going out. I mean, for me, socially going to the gym, that was my plug-in. That was my, that was a thing that I love to do. I look forward to. That was the highlight of my week to be able to jump in and go and socialize and, and dance and not have to worry about, you know, being any place or being in charge or anything. I could just be me. And then that was ripped from my cold dead hands. <laughs> and it's then I was like, you know, and so, yes, those kinds of things. And, and you do want to address those because, you know, it's okay, I think, in the temporary. But when you start talking about long term, mm-hmm. you definitely want to look at some of the, the you know, coping mechanisms that, that we can use to, to help us or assist us in that space. All right, I'm going to move on from there because I know we'll get to that. Uh-huh. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so talk about anxiety. You were you were gonna go on with anxiety. Okay, anxiety, and so and so all in together, um, from from the lens of just a therapist who who sits up and just think about okay, what's going on with the people, right? Mm-hmm. From my lens, I believe that you know, people had a lot of time just to sit and think. You know, most times people don't deal with their trauma people don't really deal with their issues they invest in other things so they may overwork themselves or they may over gym themselves they may overindulge in things that cause them pleasure but what happens when the world closes and all you have to deal with is it's just you it ain't it ain't nothing you can do so i believe i believe that the pandemic was a gift and a curse it was a gift in a, in a sense that it made us finally have to sit down and deal with that anxiety. And in moving towards anxiety, in, in definition, anxiety based on the DSM-5 is when you're, it's basically when you have, your thoughts just won't stop. So, so it's rumination, thinking, thinking, and thinking, like you can't sit, shut your brain down. Your brain is kind of like a hamster wheel. It never stops. Um, irritability, fatigue. Uh, restlessness, hypervigilance, feeling like you're on edge. You know, those are some symptoms of anxiety, right? Um, anxiety manifests in different ways and it manifests in different ways in different people. So there's no approach to saying, okay, yeah, that's anxiety. Cause some people over talk, some people have social anxiety where they don't talk at all. It just depends on the person. But what I will say about the anxiety component especially as related to individuals with substance use disorders, because that was primarily the servicing back in 2020 was uh, people who were on Suboxone and opioid opioid, uh, recovering addicts, Mm -hmm. is that the pandemic took them down through there. 
because you have to think about it. One of the components of recovery is you have to stay away from the people, places, and things that causes you to want to use the drugs. Wow. Well, it's nothing else to do but sit in the house. So the things that they used to could do, like going to those NA meetings, and like I said, going to church and other activities were taken away. And so, I mean, I've seen clients come in and it's completely afraid for their life, just thinking that the pandemic was going to just kill them by, the, by them going to the grocery store or just doing ordinary things. Mm. And the fear levels were so high. It was just paranoia. It was paranoia, like I said, on top of having a pre-existing condition. Right. So for some individuals uh, who were dealing with substance use, they were just so afraid that they were going to relapse. Right. And the fear for some individuals caused them to go back to what they know, right. which was doing drugs. Yeah. So uh, anxiety played a huge role in a lot of the relapses that I personally witnessed with some of my personal clients wow. who had been sober for years. And then the pandemic happened. And like we said, adjustment disorder with anxiety, because you can have it with depression, you can have it with anxiety, and that, that it caused them to just relapse and go back to doing things that felt familiar, which in this case was wow. drug use. Wow. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, that makes perfect sense. You know, just like you said, you go back to those things that, you know, to those coping mechanisms or, the, you know, of, of self-medicating and doing things that you felt were, you know, those, those are how, that's how you knew, that's all you knew to do. And so I can imagine, you know, going through this. So, so, you know, I hadn't even thought about it from that aspect of, of it, you know, compressing or, or having people to go, you know, to have that little bit of regression or, or have complete regression because, you know, now, now it's like, what do I do? You know, I, I'm here and, and I'm in this space and, and I'm, I'm afraid and, and I'm having that anxiety and, and having to be able to, to reach out and, and have those things addressed. So before we move on to, to talking about the mindfulness part, what are some of the, the coping mechanisms that you've been able to use with, um, some of your clients with regards to that depression and that anxiety, you know, what are, are some of the things that, you know, we can um, help our listeners, you know, and who are identifying some of these things and, and, you know, may need to take some initial steps before actually seeking that therapy that they need. Mm -hmm. So the one thing that I, I was typically telling a lot of my clients was, Focus on what you do have going on for you. That's for, that's for number one. So focus on the things that you can control. Uh, we can't control the pandemic. This is so much bigger than us. It's going to take a move from God to defeat whatever this virus is because it's so much bigger. But God is bigger than anything, right? So I, I, I definitely reminded them about spirituality. You know, as far as making sure that they're taking time out for themselves the day. And also, you know, since your schedule was changed, so how about we create some healthy habits? So healthy habits plan was my number one go-to coping thing. So when I wake in the, up in the morning, I will make my cup of coffee. And after I make myself a cup of coffee, I will go for a walk. And basically setting your day up in sequential order was a way that you can find a new 
sense of peace of mind because our routine keeps us centered. And the pandemic took away your routine. You know, you have a, the time that you wake up in the morning, the time that you go to the gym, the time that you eat dinner, and it's, it's correlated with your work schedule. Well, now, and this is speaking from personal experience, I'm stuck in the house all day with two toddlers. Pray for me. <laughs> and what can I do to make sure that I'm creating healthy habits, not only for me, but for my children. Well, the healthy habits coping skill plan was something that I did for myself. I pretty much wrote my day and I pretty much had everything planned out in sequential order so that, that I could feel in control of something. Yes. And that's an excellent uh, you know, point that you make. It, it is. When, when, when you had the pandemic coming on the way it did, you, people did. They lost that sense of control. There were things that they wanted to do but couldn't do. And you mm -hmm. can imagine people all over the world. There are some people who live in, in societies where they're controlled and, and, and they're not able to do the things that they want to do. And now here it is, the entire world is experiencing that same, you know, that, that same event. They're not able to go out. They're not able to do the things. And, and, and I think we saw a lot of rebellion and we saw a lot of people who were against that because they felt like they were losing that sense of control. So control. I mean, that definitely makes sense. And that definitely, uh, you know, can have a bearing on your psyche and on, and on, on your mental health. But I love that you say, you know, that routines keep us centered because they do. It gives us direction. It gives us purpose. When we get up in the morning, we, we have a goal in mind, you know, and we can say, okay, I'm going to get up. I need to do this. And, and these are the things I do. So I love that you say that creating healthy habits, because some of the things that we were doing prior to the pandemic may not have been the healthiest of choices for us. So it forced us to create a different type of norm. You know, we heard that buzzword the entire 2020, you know, the new norm and what's going to be the new norm and the new norm, norm, norm. You know, that was something I was like, ah, if I hear that word one more time, you know, it became a buzzword. But at the same time, we heard a lot about, about, um, you know, so, uh, you know, personal care, self-care, what are we doing to take care of ourselves? And so I love those steps. You know, we're not going to give you all of the steps because we want you to go and seek professional help if you need it. And she can't give away all her secrets. <laughs> we're not going to do that. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I think it's, it's important that, you know, we, we do create those habits so that that way we can start uh, you know, getting on a path to healing and, and doing it in a way that's going to, you know, do a, as um, a girlfriend of mine coined the phrase uh, saying that we can cope, create our peaceful existence. We have to get to that space of being able to cope. And so I mm -hmm. think that that's important in the mental health realm. And so with that, let's segue into talking about that mindfulness, because that's a big part of, you know, yeah. what we're seeking to see happen we want that mindfulness so let's talk a little bit about that so mindfulness mindfulness um it just it just makes me feel good when I say mindfulness mindfulness is being intentional and purposeful about what you choose to think about mm. um the the mind is definitely a powerful powerful tool and it's also can be your worst enemy. Mm. If you don't have that control, that's that word again, over your thoughts. Right. Because thoughts lead to feelings, 
most times feelings lead to behaviors. And so if your thoughts are not in alignment with your feelings and your feelings are not in alignment, it can create some really bad behaviors. So it all stems from a thought. Like I always tell some of my babies who I see for anger management, it's okay to feel angry. It's okay, but it's not okay to act aggressively. That's mm -hmm. where the problem comes mm -hmm. in. But it's okay to feel all of your feelings. Wow. Mindfulness, mindfulness practices that will, once you really get inside, it really is so rewarding because you can sit with yourself. You can identify key, key triggers to what causes you to act out. And you can be able to uh, be so emotionally regulated things that used to bother you don't really even bother you no more because you're saying I am intentional about what I'm choosing to think about okay if I can, and, stop, you just, can I stop you just for a second only because uh, you broke up a little bit and I'm not sure if you said self-regulating was the word that you used we lost we lost a little emotional emotionally emotional regulate be able to oh. re regulate your emotions okay. yes ma'am uh, sometimes this Wi-Fi acts a little strange uh, okay. in the afternoon. We going to carry on. With <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and then mindfulness, other mindfulness techniques, including physical exercises. Because mm -hmm. think about after you finish exercising, you just feel so good. You be at a place of just centered. That's mindfulness. That's mindfulness practices. Also, any type of spiritual practices that would like to be involved in. So, you know, um, some people like candles, some people burn sage, some people take bubble baths, you know, just making sure that you're doing things that make you feel good and that clear your thoughts, that clear in the place of just you and nothing. Uh, that's, that's pure mindfulness is being able to have control over those thoughts and, and for a second, giving your brain just a break just to be. And, and what I find is that, you know, it's so, it's so that, you know, we're human beings. We're not human doings. And so it's important that we focus on being human, human beings, and just enjoying what that is and not focus on always doing. Because when we're always focusing on doing and doing and doing, we have to ask ourselves, are we really living? Or are we just doing, you know? Just exist. So, right. mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. I love that. I had to write it down. She said, we are not human doings. We are human beings. And I love that. And, 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 and like you said, a key in that is, is, you know, is being and existing in the now. That's That's what we're talking about in the right now and being intentional about that. And so I think that's a huge point. I love that, guys. Make sure you write that down. You are not human doings. You are human beings, okay? She's going to have to copyright that one because I love it. I love it. We are human beings. And just like you said, we have to be about doing things and be intentional about those things, like she said, that, that we are doing to capture that level of mindfulness. All right, carry on. And I love it. I love it. That's just, you know, it's a good space to be in. Just tuning into your self-expression, like like the like the poster you have back there with all those chakras in line. Yes. You know, making sure that your crown is in alignment with your throat, throat is in alignment with your heart, and so on and so on and so on. Mm -hmm. 
So mindfulness is tuning inside and focusing on for, for just a moment. And like I tell my clients, if you can do it for five minutes, just sitting with yourself and, and be visualizing an ocean and the waves coming in and then, and then then receding. And then if you do have some thoughts that come in your mind while you're trying to meditate, just imagine them being like birds and then the birds come and then they'll float away in your mind and really being able to quiet your thoughts quiet your mind so that you can just feel your chest rising and falling as a human being should and uh just getting to that place is really phenomenal yeah and uh yeah, yeah I, it, yeah. Say, I think i think it i think it's a, a wonderful space to be in and and mm-hmm. i think a lot of us have um you know try to you know be able to figure out how how to navigate in this space how to to get ourselves, you know, to a space where where we're centering ourselves, where we're where we're understanding, like you said, and 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 trying to get ourselves to a space so that we can move forward. So mm-hmm. I think it's important that just as we're talking about the things that are necessary for us to do, or you know, in noticing the signs and recognizing the signs of depression and anxiety and and of mindfulness, being able to to tap into those things that, you know, I, I think we would be remiss if we didn't talk about, you know, if, if we're trying to do those things and they don't seem to be working, you know, when should we really start looking for help or start seeking help that may be beyond what we can do in of our own ability? When would we need to start calling you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what, what I'll say what I'll say with regards to being seek help, if 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 your anxiety or if your depression uh, gets to the point to where it is limiting your ability to function, so function means to go to work, go to school, complete tasks, you know, uh, clean up your house, and, and just normal things that you've been able to do for years and then you just notice that your level of functioning is depreciating and it's like I don't feel like myself I don't I don't I'm, I'm having an out-of-body experience you know um my I feel like I'm hovering over myself watching myself some people have told me that and and also um I have some people who who just don't sleep or they don't eat or they're getting to the point where they're having thoughts about self-harming themselves or self-harming someone else and or it doesn't have to be it can just be i'm irritated all the time i'm frustrated most times of the day and um i'm just bothered right right it's never a wrong time to seek help we're here the helping professionals love that's why we chose these fields because um, we have that that high level empathy that you know I'm always concerned with how people are feeling, yeah. and I'm also concerned about me sharpening my tools and my skill set to make sure that I can give you some pretty cool coping mechanisms that you can use in your time of need when you're feeling whatever you're feeling. Why? So it's never a wrong time to reach out to a therapist. You can reach out to a therapist when you're feeling really good. Why? And you can reach out to a therapist when you're feeling meh. 
and you can reach out to a therapist definitely when you're when you are feeling bad or if you're observing one of your family members i'm going to say that too don't be afraid to reach out for some of your family too who Mm -hmm. who maybe have problems asking for help help. so uh yeah Right. And I think that's important. You, you, you touch on a very important point. And that's what I was getting to, too. And so that's, that's wonderful. As you said that we're, we're, we're talking about these things, not just, you know, for you, you know, to see them within yourself. But if you see them in others, if you're noticing some of the, the characteristics that we described in your loved ones or those people who are, you know, in your inner circle and you're seeing them uh, suffering from some of these things that, you know, you can start, you know, asking some of the questions and, hey, you know, how are you doing, you know, and being careful, you know, to make sure that they don't feel as though, you know, there's something wrong with them because that's not what, what mental health is about. The word health being in there already talks about the fact that it's not something that is negative. It's something that's going to be fruitful, something that's going to help, you know, them to get to a space where they need to get. And I want to and I want to jump in and say one other key point is that a lot of a lot of individuals, many individuals, I don't want to say all, but they put more emphasis on physical physical uh, medical issues such as hypertension or diabetes or cancer or other physical uh, that you would go and see a, a primary care provider like a medical doctor, right? right? But depression is just as real. Just because you can't see depression, just because you can't see anxiety, just because you can't see ADHD and and all of those other uh, disorders, they are just as real and they are just as as hypertension, as diabetes. So it's imperative that we, you know, create this this dialogue. Right. To continue creating awareness about mental health and the and the importance of the baby boomers getting them a therapist because some of them feel as though all I need is my Jesus. I don't need no one else. I just need my Jesus. But the Bible says surround yourself in a multitude of counselors. So right. it's important that we make sure that elderly are getting access to a therapist and that also, and and I'm going to tap into another side of the coin, our children, because, because the pandemic took away socialization and they put them in front of a computer screen, go to school. And those babies were sad. Those babies can see their friends. Those baby, I had one baby said she missed going inside of Chick-fil-A and ordering her food. It's simple things like that that impacted our baby. So we have to do what's necessary because you you can teach online, but you can't teach social emotional learning. You have to be around other kids in order to get that because we're human beings. We need other human beings to learn how to be human beings. There's no other way around that. So we talked a lot about the adults, but we're not going to discount children in mental health. It's just as important for your baby to talk to someone about how the pandemic has changed the way the world is because it did impact those babies as well. Absolutely. I mean, and again, like I said, you tap on a very important point 
because yeah, our children, we can't discount anyone's feelings, you know, regarding the pandemic, regarding, you know, that, that ability or that inability to socialize. It's something that's very real. And just as, just as, as real as it is for us as adults, just like you said, it's just as real for our children. And because some of them may not have the vocabulary to express those things, you know, it's, it's important that we make sure that they, you know, get the care that they need because it will affect them long-term because they're still in the growing stages. You know, we can adapt and, 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 you know, do things, but, you know, there are still things that, that the children haven't learned or were in the process of learning. And so, you know, we have to be able to have those, you know, those doors open for them to be able to, you know, figure out how, how to, how to navigate in that space. And that, that's just real talk. So I, I yes, thank ma'am. you for bringing that up. That makes 100% sense. It's, it's, it's something mental health is for everyone and everyone can benefit from, you know, having, having a level of understanding or being, you know, showing empathy, you know, looking out for not only ourselves, but looking out for others as well. So that is important. That is key. You know, so I think that this, this has been a wonderful conversation. Like I said, just talking about mental health and there's so much more that I know that we can go into, but, um, what I do want to do before we start, uh, you know, looking at uh, wrapping things up here, I want to talk about you as a therapist, you know, and we always talk about on the show, living in the now. And so I want to talk about what are some things that you are doing that you can share with our listeners that are helping you in this space and in this now that we're in. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. What am I doing? <laughs> like I mentioned earlier, and I'll and I'll say this: it's no intervention that I use that I will use with a client that I don't try myself. I am my guinea pig. Uh-huh. Um, I've been doing what's called dialectical behavior therapy on me. I'm on guinea pig, and that's how that's how I've been doing that habits plan. And uh, making sure that I'm implementing healthy habits with me. So my routine is ironclad. I mean, I wake up at six, I get the kids out of, out of the house. I go to the gym between eight and 10. I don't see any clients before eight, uh, uh, before 10. So my first client is at 11 because that those hours belong to me. I have to make sure that I have some self-care in the scenario uh, somewhere, because at one point back in 2020, Dr. Smith was rocking and rolling. I remember seeing sometimes close to 12 and 15 a day. My kids were with my mom at the babysitter because it was such a high increased need with those substance use uh, disorder people. Um, So it was definitely a different time, but now I'm making sure that I am being mindful of my body how it feels, uh, what's going on. Am I tense? Do I need to go to the bathroom? If I need to go to the bathroom, I'm going to stop and make sure that I empty my bladder because my body deserves for its bladder to be empty. Uh, Also, you know, just being kind to myself, showing myself compassion. Um, At one point I started to get fatigued uh, with, with being a counselor and I realized that I was doing too much and I wasn't giving myself an opportunity to process uh, the unprecedented circumstances that were happening to me. So I couldn't try 
I couldn't get on the airplane and, and go somewhere where it's sunny and sandy. Wow. Um, it definitely changed the, the game, the babysitter clothes, you know, so I had to, and I'm a single mom and I had the kids here and I was trying to work. So it was definitely a very, very uh, difficult time in 2020, so in 2021, like I said, I'm working on me. Um, I'm, I'm identifying those traumas, those key emotional attachments that I need to work through in order to make me a better therapist. Yeah. I'm learning how to build health in my body and wellness in my body and being mindful about what I eat and what I drink and where I go and who I'm around. So, you know, just making mm -hmm. sure that I have healthy habits and I'm not just saying things, but I'm also practicing what I preach, uh, making sure that I am ex expressing myself clearly and uh, without any judgment uh, as related to how the other person may feel, but just making sure I'm remaining objective when I'm communicating with others. Uh, making sure that my heart, my heart is good. My heart, I, I love my heart. I'm a role sports girl. Yeah. So I love hearts. I love <laughs> rose courts and just making sure that I'm practicing self-love with me mm -hmm. and being selfless and with my with the way that I love myself. Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely working on me because when you start working on yourself, you start to glow from the inside out. And mm -hmm. I definitely want my glow to reach you way in Atlanta. I, I definitely want you to feel that it's pure and that it's genuine. And it starts with you, with, 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 with you working on you. So I'm working on me. So, That's it. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and that all encompasses the name of your business, Heal Thyself. So I'm talking about because without healing ourselves, how can we go about healing others? And, and uh, y'all going to hear it over and over again. You're going to be like, Kim, really? But I've been telling people lately, you know, we talk about not pouring from an empty cup, but pour from a cup of overflow so that not only do you have enough for yourself and for others, you have enough so you can both to toast to your victories yes, because now yes, you got enough for both of you you know it's not yes, just giving it all to somebody and not leaving any for yourself have enough for you to be able to toast to your victories and successes collectively and individually yes, that's where we need to abundance. be abundance abundance yes, abundance and talking about healing thyself so i love all that you shared with us i love the nuggets that you share with us about having routines and about making sure that we have control over our thoughts and, and, and being in control of our feelings and how they affect our behaviors and creating, again, those healthy habits and remembering that we are not human doings, we are human beings. So I love that wonderful nuggets and takeaways that you left with us today, you know, as it relates to mental health. Because like I said, this journey is, you know, this is how we're living right now, but we, we don't know what the future brings, you know, but we want to at least know that that we have some tools in place and that we are, you know, taking the time to to, you know, tune into ourselves and to, you know, tune into those around us and our babies, our, our children and making sure that we're tapping in and checking in and and doing the things that we need to do to get us in that space of peace, creating of, of coping, creating our peaceful existence. So again, I like to thank you for being a guest on our show. It has just been a pleasure meeting you and connecting with you. It's just been a wonderful journey. And I will definitely have you come back because like I said, this is all that's going on right now. We don't know what's going to happen. So the door is always open. The door is always open. You know, that's the new song now. Leave the door open. 
Oh, I like that. Song. I love that song. I love that song. I'm stuck. Okay. I was like, I don't have any rights to it. Let me make sure I say that. <laughs> but the door is always open, so you are always welcome to come back and and uh, you know let us know what's going on with you and heal thyself and 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 how we are making strides in the field of mental health. So before I let you go. Do you have any other parting words for our listeners? Any last words that you want to leave with them before we go? So that they can follow me on Instagram. I am Dr. Dope Black Therapist on Instagram, Dr. Dope Black Therapist, and also Heal Thyself LLC. So you can follow either one of those pages on Instagram. Um, I don't have a personal, uh, professional Facebook page, so I promote my ig so and it's been a definitely a pleasure just uh being in your presence queen um i love what you're doing this right here is phenomenal just seeing someone just taking out the time to just create the narrative create the dialogue because that's where that's where the healing starts by us just getting just just talking it out so i love that you allow me to use my throat yes honey yeah honey them throat chakras we opening them wide open yes ma'am so again you said instagram you said dr dope black therapist on instagram Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. give me the other one one more time my business page is heal myself llc it looks like healthy self h-e-a-l-t-y-a-c-l-l heal myself llc.com yes um let me give you my let me give you the it's 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 heal thyself counseling services.com all right Heal thyself because mm. we want to make sure we get this right. You know, for the people like myself who are a little older in age, you know, we have to write these things down. So we don't. <laughs> you know, so it's heal you know, thyself. I have to be. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You said heal thyself and, and counseling. Mm-hmm. Heal thyself counseling services, LLC.com. Counseling services, LLC. Dot com. Dot com. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll make sure that that is going to definitely be in, in the, uh, you know, comment section of your favorite podcast that you follow and, and listening to this show. So they'll be able to reach out to you. And again, thank you so much for being with us and being a part of the solution, being a part of, of, you know, the love that we're spreading to people who need it so much in this time and in this now. So thank you for being here with me in the now okay and that will do it for this edition of the how now podcast where we talk about how to live in the now and until i see you all the next time i say peace peace all right